I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan. I am filling in today along with my co-host, Leah Murray, Professor Murray, Professor of Political Science at the (laughs) great Weber State University. (laughs) And uh, Leah, we're having such a great show. Offline there, we're here scrambling. We're looking up various bill numbers in the the legislature, different committees, what's happening here, what's happening there. Uh, We've heard uh, someone has tried to sneak this into that. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I am a nerd. And it's what I do for a living, but I the legislative process is just nonstop action, and most of the time it's entertainment. So right. as as we move on, we're going to now talk about uh, an issue that is uh, impacting uh, the relationship between municipal city governments and uh, their citizens. Right. Uh, Leah, you have to deal with student evaluation, student comments, right? That's right. How, how does – have you ever had some very difficult uh, comments or ratings as a professor? Yeah, but I always feel like when you look at it, you can find the kernel of truth in whatever mean thing is being said, right? (laughs) So it's like, so they're blasting you because they've got energy about whatever's happening. But I kind of go, but in there is, yeah, I could have done that better, right? So I always try to take them as, right? But to be fair, these are not students yelling at me. So I think the story that we're talking about, and we've got Karen Brilliard, a Colorado-based national correspondent for the Washington Post covering the Rocky Mountain region and other parts of the American West, here with us today to help us figure this out. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I was just saying to Taylor, right, like no students ever yelled at me, right, Karen? So talk to us about why we're seeing municipalities putting restrictions in place. Well, I think, you know, we've all seen for the past three years, I guess now since the pandemic, that there are meetings that are getting really um, drawing, drawing people, local level meetings, I should say, school boards, city councils that are sort of drawing attention in the way they, they hadn't in the past. Um, there's been a lot of contentious debates, of course, about mask policies and shutdowns and then school yeah. reopenings and things like that. And, and increasingly in schools, curriculum and books. Um, and, uh, you know, it's probably a healthy thing for democracy that people are really interested in these meetings and going to them and expressing their opinions. But what, what we're seeing in a lot of places is that the public comment sessions, when people get up, you know, have their say for three minutes about whatever, are becoming um, really kind of disorderly and unruly at times. And, and this is forcing uh, elected officials and governing boards to grapple with how to manage that while also letting people have their say. Yeah, it's a very difficult situation. And we have seen this also here in Utah play out in some of our city council meetings and even at the legislature uh, last year in many committee meetings. Uh, We saw the public comment period uh, get out of hand almost at some points. Chairs of various committees had to call upon uh, the the troopers up there at the Capitol to escort people out of meetings. This this is a serious problem, and it's difficult because on one hand, we really need our institutions, our city governments, our state government to be open and accessible 
to the public. The, these public, the, the opportunity to show up in person at my city council meeting and, and have a public comment period so I can make a statement on an issue that is important to me and that affects me and that I'm asking to be represented on, that is a right and a privilege. And it's unfortunate that some people abuse that opportunity. And cities now are being left with some places no choice but to limit that kind of public access. Yeah, Karin, can you talk to us about like what specific measures or restrictions are being imposed? Yeah, in in some places there have been actual suspensions of public comment. Um, I, you know, may it may be the case I didn't come across examples of places that have just said we're done, we're never doing this again. But there are, there are definitely places that have said this is out of control and we need to, you know, assess how we're going to handle it. So we're going to suspend it for a while, um, up to months at a time. Sometimes just a week at a time or a couple of weeks. Um, and in other places, it's more sort of like tweaking around the edges, you know, limiting the amount of time people have to speak, like from four minutes to two minutes or limiting to, uh, you know, certain agenda items only, for example. So trying to keep sort of the the business going. Um, What some free speech advocates are, are sort of more concerned about are policies that tell people to be uh, to behave in a certain way, like respectfully or um, with decorum, because in in legal terms, these are somewhat vague and squishy and and um, maybe harder to apply neutrally. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, certainly. And you reference an important point there. There are open access, open meeting laws uh, on the books. There's the constitutional question of free speech. I I do see it's interesting in most cities, even though cities are required to hold these um, uh, open meetings and be transparent and post, uh, whether it's online or on social media, to post uh, minutes and reports and whatnot, public comment periods may not actually be required by law and uh, getting rid of those public comment periods may not be at all unconstitutional. Is that the case? Yeah. In most places, it's not necessarily required that they have to do oral public comments. Um, you know, and, and so, some people I spoke to said, I get, you know, people can email me, people can write stuff, uh, you know, like this, this isn't the only way to, to, you know, give us their opinion. Um so I think it's more, but but at the same time, most people I spoke to, people on boards and, and council said, we want to do this. We want to hear from people. We think this is the right thing to hear from people, um, but it's it's hard to manage it. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I think like in your article, right, you've got the conversation around what is rude, what is discourteous, right? Because I, as a parent, might show up and be passionate, um, you know, and that might sound rude in Utah, right? (laughs) I just think- We're we're a little more passive aggressive here, Leah, (laughs) in Utah. We call it Utah nice. Yeah. So, Karen, I love this, like trying to navigate how we maintain civil debate without- you know, having bad behavior, but then the question is who's responsible for determining what is that bad behavior and what do you think, like what is the best way through this? Oh, I, you know, not for me to say. <laughs> There's a reason <laughs> I, I haven't run for office and I don't plan to. And and I think there are a lot of reasons now why nobody, nobody would want to. Um, but, what you know, one thing that was interesting, I spoke to this uh, a lawyer for the National School, Board, School Boards Association who you know, mentioned that these are often people who have, you know, people who are not lawyers, who are the chair of a, of a city council or a school board, having to make decisions in real time about what is free speech, right? Like, when do I rule somebody out of order? And, and they're not trained lawyers. You know, these are, these are tricky, tricky for them. Um, and, and right, when it comes to things like what is rude or what is courteous, um, you know, I think it, it, there are real questions about, uh, like, if, if somebody's insulting me, is that rude? If they're praising me, is that, you know, is yeah. that right, fine? Right. Like, it's it's like you can see how there's a there's a slippery slope of, like, if you're making ju- sort of value judgments on, like, what is respectful or not, that the, sort of the nice compliments get, get a, yeah. are allowed and the, the yeah. other things aren't. We, we have to and be able to disagree point. in a productive, constructive way. We have to stop retreating to our corners and hurling insults at each other if we're ever going uh, to, to work together to solve our problems. Sorry, Karen, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Any last thoughts here? We just have a few seconds left. Um, not really. I mean, I do, I do think this is, you know, this is a real sign of the times and, and, uh, and one that's, that's a question that's not going away again, because people are very invested now in local politics in a way that one could see is very healthy. Um, and yet, uh, it's, it's a divisive time right now. So divided time. Yeah. Well, Karen Bulliard, thank you so much. I apologize for mispronouncing your name earlier there. Uh, Karen is a national correspondent for the Washington Post covering the Rocky Mountain region in the West. Uh, Please go and read this article. It is fantastic. It's in the Washington Post. Uh, This, I think, is very insightful. So thank you so much for joining Inside Sources, Karen. All right. Thank you so much. Well, Leah, coming up next, we are going to get into rising health care and hospital costs. Uh, We have an expert from Duke University joining us to discuss why and how we need more competition to drive costs down. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.